All right. Welcome, everyone, to another week of the Fantasy Timeline. This is episode 168, a uh, proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'll be your uh, host again tonight, Drew, at dr underscore PRA, joined with uh, one of our original founders here, Bill, at SuperDupaFlex. Bill, how are you feeling this week? Yeah, good. Another uh, good week. Um, fantasy football-wise, it was pretty average, I guess. Um, but yeah, the Lions, yeah, uh, crazy. another win, so that's exciting. Yeah, and, um, yeah just kind of... Uh, we're, we're hitting the real part of the fantasy football season now, you know? Um, like we were talking beforehand, there's some injuries we have to deal with. The, You know, a lot of buys, uh, a lot of teams on buy um, this week. So this is when you really uh, either appreciate that you built depth or uh, you're cursing yourself for uh, not building depth. So, yeah, it'll be fun to see how things work out here. But, um, yeah. Uh, kind of a, a weird week NFL wise, um, you know, the parody of the league, right? You know, if we start with good, bad and ugly, just real quick here. One of the things I was thinking through is uh, what's fun about the NFL is any given Sunday, right? The parody that we see in, in the teams here, even with teams that we feel like are, are should be totally outmatched. Um, we have no more undefeated teams. So uh, by week six, we have everybody with their first loss and uh, it feels like, most teams are still in it, especially with uh, the seventeenth week in the season and and those things going on. So, um, your thoughts there? Anything that uh, did you see either of the the big upsets coming between uh, the Jets and uh, the Browns? Or I definitely did not see the uh, Jets one happening. Um, but I mean, I guess you know the, what do both of those uh, games have in common is really really good defenses, and so. I guess uh, if you have an elite, um, you know, team one side or the other of the ball, um, you have a chance to win every week. And um, we saw it, you know, in both of those games. And, um, you know, those defenses really showed the offense's deficiencies and or their quarterbacks in particular, you know. And, um, you know, neither – you know, Hertz is a little bit more of a surprise, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just really good defense, really good game plan. You know, maybe it's just a perfect matchup against uh, that particular team. Cause we see that every year, right. Where there's just this, like the, those head scratchers where, you know, sometimes you, just the way those teams are built are perfect to combat the other team's strengths and, yeah. or attack their weaknesses. So, um, yeah, it's it's just one week. I still feel like those two are the best teams in the NFC. Um, you know, even I want to think that the Lions are, but like I, I mean, I know they're not, and um, you know, I, I don't think that changes really anything for the, those teams for the you know this year. Yeah, I mean, it'll be uh, interesting to see. Um... You know, you saw people on Twitter talking about it, you know, what are the commonalities or is there one team that should feel worse than the other losing this week? And, you know, I do agree, I think, with Hertz, that feels a little bit more uh, out of the ordinary, a little bit more surprising, uh, especially knowing that San Fran lost uh, Debo and CMC during the, the matchup there. So I, I guess for uh, the 49ers, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe 
they have a little bit more of a, a struggle here until they get everybody back healthy. Um, you know, this will really be a, a big test for Brock Purdy, I think, uh, for a lot of folks that are supporting him. You know, how does he work through this? Uh, a couple of throws, I think, um, Sunday that I, I personally have been waiting to see. The guy has had incredible composure and just uh, way outperformed any expectations that I had uh, coming into this season for him so far. Well, and then even Trent Williams got hurt, um, which, yeah. you know, going up against uh, – um, yeah, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, yeah. Like, I mean, he was able to do a little bit more after that. And because um, you really didn't hear a whole lot about him like early in the game. And then once uh, um, Trent Williams got hurt, it, it definitely things got amped up a bit. So, um, you yeah, know, maybe it was just one of those days. And um, for them in particular, the Philly one is just crazy. Like, but I was listening to the athletic and they were kind of talking about like what the defense was doing and they were like really confusing. Um, you know, they were giving looks that they had never seen before. Like mm. the um, NFL guys hadn't seen before. So like, um, you know, kudos to Sala for throwing some things out there that could confuse a Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, which, again, not super surprising. They're knowing, uh, again, week one, and again, week one can always be a little squirrely, but, you know, seeing what they did with the Bills uh, week one was, you know, I think a, a little bit of foreshadowing there. So uh, elite defense. It goes back to, I think, what you were talking about last week with uh, building from the trenches out, right? Elite defensive line in both cases and, and real committed to uh, the pressure there, which is, um, you know, starting to show its worth. So um, as far as bad, speaking of the Bills, I, I have to uh, – Fall on my sword here a little bit. I mean, a win is a win, right? But uh, that that was a that was a rough game. I I really I really thought we had a we were going to lose that one in the last drive there. Yeah, it was, that was a surprising showing, right? Like, I mean, I, I guess it's a, a division game, so maybe that's one of the reasons. Um, but like, just keep throwing it to Digs, man. Just like. It feels like that it's such a um, a cheat code, and, and maybe it's not, you know. And and he got it to him when he could, but um, it's just a really weird. Like I, I I'm still a little concerned about their run game. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it just doesn't feel like. Um, the, I don't. I, I I guess I wish they used James Cook more, but then I understand he's a smaller back, so like yeah. you can't put him in in every situation and. And then you have like a 39-year-old Latavius Murray. <laughs> I know he's like 33, but, um, you know, I mean, he, he still looks adequate, right? Like Murray, yeah. like, I mean, he's not great, but you know where you're going to get. You're going to get a guy that can pass, protect, and um, he's a little bit of a bigger body. So, you know, he's got to get the goal line stuff, especially now that Damian Harris got um, yeah. his neck dinged up. So, yeah, that was a that was a bad first, uh, really about bad forty nine minutes of that game there. Um, outside of the two touchdowns, even the second touchdown was uh, that was one of those like hold your breath moments as he's throwing across his body into traffic. But uh, it worked out. So, uh, but uh, let's get on to you know we we mentioned it earlier uh, week seven ugly. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just call the bye week. You know, anything beyond my QB one, RB one, wide receiver one on most of my teams, uh, it's getting pretty ugly. I saw a poll today where somebody was trying to find their their last flex starter, and we were seeing names like Juwan Jennings and 
Kendra Miller and some of these other guys that, you know, might have 12 total points this year. And, and we have to put them in because most of us are in competitive leagues that require us to have a full roster. Um, do you have a, who is your ugliest start this week for you on one of your teams? I know you just mentioned you're in a 16 team league or two. So I'm guessing those are probably getting stretched a little bit, maybe a 14 teamer. Yeah. I'm just, I'm actually flipping through that right now. Like I have, um, like 2-2, two, two. Um, actually, it's, looking at it, it's not terrible. 2-2, two, two, Fant, Bateman, yep. <laughs> all in the same. Um, but I don't have a ton of buys on that team. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I actually really typically build with depth, so I've been fortunate. Okay. Like, I'm not sweating too much um, in any of my leagues. And – it might just be that I don't have these particular teams and I'm just going to get hammered a different week, you know? Um, so like, I don't really pay attention to them. Like most of us probably. Right. I mean, especially yep. in dynasty, you can't really get mm -hmm. too aggressive changing based on bye weeks um, No, but yeah, I, when I did my um, lineups, there was a few where I was just going, Ooh, gee, like I really have to start him, but like yep. nobody that was like, I'm starting like a backup tight end or, you know, something like that. It's yeah. Just speaking with like Davis Murray, Tutu got, Atwell or somebody like that is I've got a Murray in one lineup here, but this is one of Rocky's leagues where you have to start three running backs, four wide receivers. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got Noah Fant starting in a fair number of places that anywhere that has a tight end premium, he's probably starting for me. Uh, I've got Wondell Robinson starting. I don't know if that's uh, how ugly that is at this point. It looks like maybe he's getting some extra work, but uh, it's, it's getting, getting rough out there and I'm looking at a lot of previews and they look real good right now because a lot of folks have people on buys. Uh, then it's just kind of that waiting game to see who do they try to pick up or who do they slide in there. But uh, yeah, hopefully you've got the depth that you need. And uh, I guess that's kind of a, kind of a philosophical question as far as uh, trying to build with depth versus trying to stay top heavy in some of your leagues, which, you know, of course, some of that depends on what your starting requirements are and roster size and so forth. But um, is that kind of uh, your general, preferences you, you'd rather have depth where you can and then uh, just expect to have holes to patch yeah i mean that's usually what i do um just because i i know every year at least entering the season that's my goal and uh because there's always guys that we think are gonna um contribute that don't and so it ends up being where you know if i have eight wide receivers i'm comfortable with i end up with like six maybe and then if i see that i'm having one or two guys on my um, bench constantly um, I may just try to combine a couple of players just to kind of boost my um, starting lineup then. Um, but I usually like to feel like I can click any box and um, not sweat it um, for, you know, obviously it doesn't matter for the ones that, you know, when we're tanking or whatever, but um, any of them that I feel are like true contenders. Um, I definitely like to have some depth. Like in one league, I lost Jefferson and I'm not sweating it, you know? And, um, it's nice. yeah. So like, it's just nice not having to trade him at a discount. And, um, because I can start Marquise Brown, you know, yeah. or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's usually the way I do it, but I know that sometimes that's hard because that's just, that's in an older league, you know, where you can kind of accumulate talent and things like that. So if it's like year one, year two, oftentimes it's really difficult to have the depth like that. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, definitely running backs I'm struggling because that's where I kind of um, relax and don't really focus. So, like, certain teams I'm starting, like, Craig Reynolds and, um, yeah. and like, maybe uh, uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Like, I mean, it's, it's rough. Um, <laughs> one team I think I'm starting, CEH and Pacheco. Um, yeah, Bold. so... Like that, that's, that's where I'm sweating a bit. Um, I just hope that my wide receivers can kind of cover, um, you know, that position. Yeah. Speaking of uh, filling in gaps and covering, you know, uh, not just the buy, but we talked about some injuries and stuff here, but a couple of, a uh, couple of big names, both quarterback running back this week that also got dinged up, uh, which only adds to uh, the scarcity at some of these positions. Right. So with Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, a couple of young guys that, uh, looked like Fields was maybe starting to put some things together this season. And then Anthony Richardson, you know, when he was on the field, looked like he was uh, going to tease us with uh, maybe his ceiling that we all thought he had when we drafted him, probably number one or number two overall in, in rookie drafts. Um, I mean, if you got these guys, I'm assuming you're you're pretty well holding. Are, are there any leagues where you have one of these guys and you're looking to try to flip them for points now if you're a strong contender? Uh, I mean, if I had um, fields, I would. Con- I don't have fields anywhere um, except for like a one QB league. But I have also Burrow, so I'm not really worried about it. But like, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind trying to move him just because there's a lot more questions about what's going to happen to him after the season. But like uh, Richardson, I mean, I just it really depends how your team's built, right? Like if you are if you need that quarterback and Richardson's gone for the year. I mean, I totally get wanting to move him and you know, who's to say he ever stays healthy, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's something that you just have to consider. Um, do I, do I flip him now when people are still excited about him and maybe taking teams were willing to do that just so they lose, you know, the points uh, like, could you do something for, for Kyler, you know, or something like that just where, um, maybe that helps you get helps each team, you know, where you get, you get a starting quarterback if you need somebody, um, you know, obviously I don't know if I would do that until I knew he was playing, but, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm less worried about Richardson moving forward. So like, I'm trying to hold him anywhere I have him. Um, uh, unfortunately I build typically with, more depth at QB. So, um, I can kind of weather it. Um, cause I'll usually have like Goff as my third or something like that. Now he's a top nice. six quarterback, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, he is. Um, I mean, by points, not by actual ability. Like, let's be clear. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I've got one league, a uh, 12 teamer where I, I've got, uh, I've actually lost, uh, two of my five quarterbacks so far. I started with, uh, Hertz. I've got, uh, Richardson and Stroud that I picked up in the draft this year. And then I've got, uh, Rogers on IR right now who I already lost. And then Stafford's my other quarterback. So I've been, uh, I've been fortunate to have the depth there, but I've been looking at, you know, do I want to try to, um, you know, see if I can flip Richardson now to a team that maybe wants to shed some points because we are a potential points league. And so I'm looking at a couple of teams that are kind of toward the bottom of the the standings and I'm looking at a guy that's got Dak right now. And I'm trying to think, is there, is there a package I could put together with Dak plus like a, a Hollywood and maybe a, a second or something like that? Do I want to break him down into pieces because we're, we're a deeper league. We require a lot of starters. So 
Um, those are some ideas I've been kicking around. I haven't pulled the trigger on an offer yet, but I didn't know what your thoughts were on uh, kind of where you draw the line on like what's an acceptable return for a quarterback plus what kind of piece would you want to have that be usable? Um, how many teams is it? It's 12 team. Okay. Um, and it's uh, just a super flex? Super flex, tight end premium. And start 11 or? Uh, yeah, I think it's start 11 offensive players. We do IDP as well, which okay. isn't quite as big of a part, but um, I mean, it is, but it is, you know, for our audience here, it's just I mean, to the offensive side. I get wanting to trade and include Dak, but like, do you really need a, a fourth, like a fifth quarterback? I mean, I get wanting to get like getting one back, but couldn't you like really make a monster move and add like a crusher on your team? Like if you trade uh, Richardson for, you know, some huge wide receiver or something like that, like, could you like, cause you're a contender, right? Yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm probably a top four or five team, um, and we do where top top half gets in the playoffs. So I've got a good chance of getting in the playoffs. Uh, and yes, I think once because I have Jefferson who's on IR right now as well. Uh, I just got JT back, so once everybody's healthy, if I get everybody healthy at the same time, uh, I think I could be in a, a pretty good spot to. Yeah, like could you do yeah. Richardson plus for Chase? Or something like that you know what i mean and then all of a sudden you just got these two you know you got the two elite um wide receivers yeah. on the same roster um or or tear down and then you also add like a, a running back or a first rounder or something you know what i mean like get that next tier of wide receiver and a first um i Let wonder if see, that's yeah. something you could do let me take a look here and just see who some of the bottom teams have Chase actually just got traded from probably the the strongest team to now probably the third strongest team, fourth strongest team. So that's not happening. Probably not because uh, the guy that just got Chase has Burrow, and he's been looking for that stack. Um, But let's see here. The guy with Dak also has got Hollywood, Jameson, nobody nobody huge. That's kind of where he is. Let me see if there's another. Um. I could look at like uh, another team here that's kind of middle of the road, which he's he actually has built a really good team. Just got hit with injuries this year, or so uh, but he's got like an Andrews and an Amon Ra. Yeah, like one of those and a first for Richardson. Yeah, he's got uh, Dobbs, Lawrence, Tua. He's got Bryce Young on Taxi. Okay, so he's got. Enough wide or quarterbacks also. Enough quarterbacks, yeah. Um, probably where I missed the boat here is the the last team in the league. He uh, he actually sent Tua to one of the top contenders probably about two weeks ago. And that would have been the one where I could have maybe landed something big there. What about Richardson for uh, Amonra or uh, Andrews um, plus Bryce Young, and then you add something yeah. else? on top and then you get a downgrade um who could end up being yeah you know what i mean like you're buying low um and you just throw something else whatever needs to be added i don't know what that would be um i would i would have to imagine they'd want something reasonable back yeah yeah which i've got enough uh whether it's wide receiver or i've got I don't have a ton of picks next year. I've got a couple of firsts already. 
yeah, I could look at uh, I could look at I've got a handful of wide receivers that I could maybe swap out. Yeah, I mean, it'd almost probably be like something around a first value, I would think, on top. Yeah, like I've got a I've got a Christian Watson that I just got a couple weeks ago that I could add in. It's probably in that area. Yeah, that would be actually that'd be fun. Um. Yeah, I think that's right in that range. That's kind of the player I think you would have to add. Yeah, let me see here. I'm on. I'm on the dynasty trade calculator. Let me see if that uh, what that pulls up here. Price love, or not price love? Yeah, not price love. Price, <laughs> price <young>. yeah. <laughs> like that value is way off. What's that? Oh, he's saying Bryce Love compared. Oh, right, right, right. Then Amon Ra. Wow, yeah, that's uh, that's almost spot on. I'm just pulling up some trades for Richardson. Um, Richardson for Barkley and Diggs. Um, Richardson and Nico for Burrow and Goddard. Richardson in a second for Lamar. Richardson in a first for Herbert in a second. Richardson for Bryce Young and Rashad White. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, somebody besides Rashad White, but I don't hate that either. Yeah, so, I mean, there's something in that, you know. Yeah. Whether you, like, th at least there that's in the range for you to uh, maybe add something to your starters like, I would definitely rather add something to Richardson to upgrade two positions. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? At least upgrade one of your other starting positions. Um, yeah. Like, I think I would, would, wouldn't would mind doing that, the Andrews or the Amon-Ra plus Bryce yeah. Young. Because I don't think that's Honestly. a – I mean, you're buying low on Bryce Young, and you know he's going to be a starter at least for the next uh, two, three years. And he, he's showing signs of improvement. And I mean, he's just got to learn how to play with his size in this league, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I've got to feel this guy out here and see. But what's funny is if even if I went after both Amon Ra and Andrews and just left Bryce Young out of it, it's not that far off either. Uh, it's a little bit in my favor according to DTC. Oh, that, that would be fun. But he might be because he already has quarterbacks. He might want yeah. to get rid of one of them. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to message him and see what he's uh, what he's up for here. But yeah, that's uh, that's the one that I've been looking at to see. You know, is it is it worth um, if I'm really trying to make a push this year? You know, what do I need to get back to help me? You know, really feel good about trying to attack the playoffs versus yeah. Is it is it more prudent to just say I've already got starting quarterbacks? Um, is there somewhere somewhere else I can try to find the value? But um, but yeah, I think for next year, you know, my goal I, I should have probably a top four pick or so that I traded for, and then I'll have my own. You know, I, I would love to try to weasel my way into the top two or three and have a legit shot at adding like Marvin Harrison Jr. next year or something like that to sure. to my team. Otherwise, you know, if I sit there with a one hundred four, you know, hopefully like Brock Bowers makes it or something in a tight end premium and see. Um, but otherwise. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been in this league for we my buddy and I co commission it. So we started this I think four seasons ago, 
and uh, I've been in the middle of the road the whole time. So I finally committed to a rebuild two years ago, got Brees with the 101, then last year had the 102 and, and earned the 105. So I've been slowly building there. But then the, what's funny with this league is the IDP portion. Um, not too many guys are, are super familiar with it. So the folks that have invested a little bit have definitely you know, found some advantages there. Because uh, it's we have, I think, out of our top 100 scores right now, uh, something like 30 to 35 of them are IDP, IDP oh, players. Wow. So your IDPs can can swing your week for sure, which we we wanted to make that balance. Um, but the tough part is, I think, a lot of people uh, assume they're contenders for a lot longer because they see the potential any given week, which makes it interesting. Uh, it does make trading a little bit different um, when you know. It's not quite as easy maybe to pick out who the, the actual contenders are versus folks that are going to be going to a straight rebuild. So um, the fun part is if you commit early, you can be the first to the rebuild pretty quick. So, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, any other injuries? Like I, I know, you know, Monty just got hurt. So you've got everybody clamoring to see, you know, is, is Gibbs healthier? You know, you mentioned you've got Craig Reynolds potentially slotting in as a, a deep flex somewhere. Um, you know, I haven't heard back on uh I see Debo has potential to play this week, but CMC, I don't know how how bad that's looking for him or how long-term that might be. Yeah, I heard that it was like a pain tolerance thing for him. So, you know, who the hell knows? Um, but that's just one reporter saying that. Um, but, yeah, I don't – I mean, the Monty one kind of bums me out, you know. Um, but – I mean, that's just part of football, right? Like, you deal with these constantly where, I mean, should anybody be stunned um, when um, a running back gets hurt? I mean, and, or even quarterbacks at this point, right? With all these pass rushers and stuff like that. Like, it's just, um, just feels like the, the safest position is wide receiver. And, I mean, these guys are so much, you know, faster that they're just, you hear, I feel like I've just heard so many more hamstring injuries this year yeah. and, and may and calf injuries. Like maybe uh, I'm just paying attention more. I don't know, but, or it's just, you know, there's so many resources available that you just keep. Yeah. It's just all in front of you. Yeah. Um, that, uh, but it just feels like there's been so many more of those kind of soft tissue um, issues. And um, I mean, that's, we, it, none of us should be stunned and, and we should all be prepared because we live through the COVID seasons, yeah. you know? So like if you got aggressive and just built a, a mind blowing starting lineup and now you're dealing with this, I mean, that's, that's a risk yeah. you took and um, add another game, add, you know, just whatever else, add just uh yeah, you got tra international travel now is a more regular thing. You got so many other things that are offsetting all of the modern medicine and and uh, information that we've got. But uh, yeah, we've got some guys coming back too, though, right? And, you know, not to just stay on the downer side, but we've got you know Deontay maybe coming back this week after their bye. Um, you mentioned Kyler Murray earlier, right? I think he was spotted at practice this week, so we've got got some guys that are uh, potentially coming back soon too. Uh, any expectations or anything that you're curious to see what happens with any of these guys that are soon to return? I mean, I feel like there could be like a little bit of a uh, Deontay coming back. How does that affect George Pickens? Um, because he's had some good weeks. And mm -hmm. 
I think uh, Pittsburgh's been a little bit more aggressive in using him because they had to, um, but there was also no Fryermuth. So, like, I mean, at least a couple of those weeks there's no Fryermuth. So it's like, how much does that affect Pickens? Uh, I've kind of been actively trying to get rid of a share or two of him just to uh, kind of get that. Cause I feel like there's a decent amount of risk. Um, I mean, I, he is part of that offense and he's going to be fine. And I think as um, Pickett kind of grows a little bit more in it, he's going to be more aggressive throwing to Pickens. And I think Pickens is starting to run more, more routes. So it's a little, uh, he's going to have more opportunities that way, but Deontay, I mean, there's a reason why he gets all those targets. It's just because he gets open. Not he drops them, but like, I mean, you know, you can chalk him up for about nine, oh. ten targets per game, and yeah, because he's almost like an extension of the running game, you know. And um, God, if they could only change uh, a little bit of offense to give him like some uh, double moves or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like everybody should be jumping. That's why his a dot's so low, and everybody's jumping. Uh, he gets tackled immediately, um, but Matt Canada. So, uh, not sure that's about- going to happen. What about uh, Pickett? What do you what do you think about his progression here so far? And do you have any uh, any thoughts about maybe trying to add more of him now that he's going to have more of the weapons back and he, he's deeper in the second year, or you think he is what he is? I mean, I'm not actively looking to add him. Um, I mean, if you find somebody who's fed up, I would totally be fine adding him. But I'm not paying premium or anything like that. Or um, oh, I'm only had two quarterbacks. I really want Pickett. Um, it's just to me, he's always going to be the, um, you know, like Tannehill, like um, late career Tannehill, <laughs> um, <laughs> like kind of guy that you're okay having as your third quarterback, um, and and that's about it. Like, I mean, hopefully he grows. Hopefully things change. You know, I mean sometimes we really kind of kill players when they don't succeed immediately. And, and maybe that's what, I mean, probably all of us are doing um, to a point with him. Uh, But teams are going to get sick of, uh, if he doesn't, you know, perform, I mean, is Pittsburgh going to have him play in the next two years? Um, yeah. Could they could they get aggressive and go try to grab like a Kirk Cousins in the offseason or somebody like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not really what they do. You know, usually they show a lot of loyalty. Um, but he was like the 20th pick in the first round. It's not like he was a fifth pick. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of question marks. And um, does the new offensive coordinator say this guy just doesn't fit what we want to do? We want a running quarterback. Um, let's draft guy in the second round or something and use him. So at some point you got to figure out if it's worth, depending on how much you have to give up, is it worth the risk of him not even being a starter um, soon or, or the points that he actually even scores if he is a starter, is it any different than some uh, late career guy? Like I, I bet you could get Stafford for less than Pickett right now. And I would much prefer to have Stafford as my QB three than Pickett. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with, uh, with cup back here. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's looking like 
nothing changed. Um, like he wasn't hurt. So just walked right back into it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're going to be a fun team really, but they really have no running backs either. Just like the lions. So, um, like they would, they signed Gaskin and, um, Darrell Henderson to their practice squad. And, or I don't know. I think Gaskin might have to be, um, on the active roster because yeah. he was on a pro- practice squad. So, yeah, I think he's active. Um, and then, uh, who's their sixth round rookie that they're, um, likely starting it. This is where we are. Yeah. I want to say it's not Evans. It's the other guy, right? It's the guy that played for TCU and then transferred to Ole Miss. Um, uh, Evans actually sounds pretty. No, isn't right. Evans, the Evans Tampa sounds... Bay. No, uh, Tampa Bay got the kid from Syracuse. So I think yeah, you're right. He is. Oh God, I should know this too. <laughs> All right, I'm pulling it up. I got it. It's, right. uh, oh, it's Zach Evans. Yeah. Okay. It's Zach Evans in in LA. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to the Tampa now. Um, it is uh, Sean Tucker. Yeah, Tucker. Okay. So I, I was right and questioned myself. You were. <laughs> you were. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Question marks all over the place as far as the running backs in LA and you know the old, the old reliable of Cooper Cup and then now you you know what you have in Puka and you've got, um, you've got a couple other guys that have shown up as well, uh, so yeah, plenty of options there for Stafford to thread the needle when he wants to get rid of it quick, and uh, hopefully they'll be in some competitive games where, you know he needs to throw it, thirty five forty times and. I bet those are, they're they're loving this. You know what I mean? Like you gotta think McVeigh and Stafford and them are just loving it, and um, you know, just rip it and see what happens. It's kind of one of those years where the pressure's not on, and you can just kind of go out there, have fun, and and see what happens. And they're three and three. You know, who would have yeah. ever thought that they're actually in the playoffs if they ended today? So, yeah, that's uh, that's wild. Uh, speaking of Cup and some of these older guys, I mean, uh, you know, something else I was going to bring up during the good portion, it, it's good to be uh, an older player who maybe started coming on the scene a little bit later. Uh, so you look at a guy like Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen this year, uh, and then Raheem Mostert, right, who I know you've got in uh, one of the leagues that we're in. So some of these guys that maybe didn't have the initial wear and tear early on, uh, matured a little bit differently, had huge weeks this past week. But um, out of these types of guys, like what – if you're a contender and maybe you need some depth because you, you were super top heavy, what what are you offering to get a guy like Adam Thielen right now? Yeah, that's a tough one. Like, I mean, I've, I actually have added him a few times over the past few weeks. Um, but I feel like as each week goes by, people are asking more and more. And I think they're sure. um, probably expecting a little too much at this point. A lot of times. Um, I mean, I, I'm ha- happy to pay a second for him. Um, I mean, he is the target. Like, I mean, who do they even trade for that's going to change that? I, I don't know. Like, if they, if they sign Judy, if they trade for Judy or something, like, I don't expect anything to change. Um, you know, if Thielen's basically the slot guy, that's why we're not really yeah. seeing Mingo out there. And, um, you know, I think that that's perfect for him at his age. And, I mean, we might see him out there for – for two, three more years. Like, I mean, didn't they sign him to a three-year contract? Um, I don't remember how long it is, but uh, yeah, I mean, with that type of uh, position playing, like you said, you know, wide receivers lasting longer, 
I mean, it's like uh, Larry Fitzgerald when he, um, yeah, three-year, $25 million deal. Um, yeah, I, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. So he's definitely, like, playing for them the next two years. So, like, give up a second-round pick for that. I mean, I don't see the problem, especially if you're a contender. It's going to be a late second. And, um, I mean, I think that they're going to ex- – like, somebody's going to expect more than that at this point. Um, I mean – I don't know what what are you willing to pay? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm truly contending and I have my own second, I I would be willing to at this point, especially if I know, um, you know, I I've got some question marks, or I know that I just need to have. He would be my best flex option in most most of my teams. You know, uh, hopefully, you know, if I'm truly contending, he's not going to be my wide receiver too, uh, though he he definitely could be. But yeah, I would say my second would be certainly. Uh, doable i i don't think i can get past you know if i do a second and a third or something like that i would add more later picks versus moving it earlier like if i had somebody else's you know top 15 pick i'm probably not doing that um and i don't think i would do like my next two seconds to get there uh, but I, I feel like that late second like a top 20 pick or so top 20 24 pick somewhere in that range feels feels fine especially uh, yeah knowing that contract i I assumed it was a year or two. Yeah, he um, so he's 14 million dead cap this year. He's 11 million dead cap next year, but he gets paid nine million. Um, so I can't see them cutting him next year. It would be the in 2025. Um, most of the trades that I'm seeing in the DLF Trade Finder are in that second range, um, a second and a third. Um, let's see here. Uh, Thielen in a fifth for a second and a fourth. Um, sure. Thielen in a fourth for Dontavian Wicks in a second. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's right in that range. And, I mean, I don't know what his um, – he's got to be, like, a on the cusp of a uh, wide receiver one, wide receiver two in points per game at this point. Oh, got to be. Let's see here. Adam Thielen. Let's filter this by wide receivers. Yeah, he's six in OG in yeah, points per wild. game. So, but he's in that, like, if you take Justin Jefferson to DJ Moore, they're all within, like, a point. Keep him. Yeah. Of course, Justin Jefferson was out the one week that lowered his average, but and there's so there's like six guys from like six to six to let's see eleven that are all within point seven points per game. That's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, he's in there. He's a wide receiver one at this point, and I mean, yeah. I don't expect him to keep that up, but even if you get a, a QB two or a wide receiver two or wide receiver three, like if it's a late two, early third for a second rounder, basically a starter for you. Yep. Um, I think that's totally fine. And I mean, we kind of get caught up in our priors, right? Like if we, nobody liked him, nobody wanted him. Nobody was drafting him because he's so old and he didn't show it last year with the Vikings, but maybe yep. that's just because he was getting used differently and he he made the move and feels, and now he's performing and he's like 
the safety blanket for Bryce Young, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't hate it. And I mean, if you lose a second, big deal. So, yeah. Like, I think I, will, I could pay two late seconds for him and not sweat that much about it. Um, probably a mid second would be like probably the earliest I would pay um, individually, I think. Yeah. I mean, speaking of the OG League, I'm thinking to, I think two seasons ago, I sent uh, I sent my second to get Brandon Cooks when I was making a playoff push. So yeah, I think that you know when you start comparing what have you done before in the past, you know the guys that we've given seconds up for, whether it's that you know borderline running back that you think will be a flex. And I mean, yeah, a couple seasons ago, I think a lot of us were paying seconds to get Kareem Hunt on our team at that point when he was kind of coming back. So um, for a guy that's pr- not, done nothing but produce the first you know, five out of the six weeks here at a ridiculous rate. Um, you know, they got their buy this week. So I, I would love to try to get him on a roster or two this week in some of the leagues where I'm contending where he is on buy. And maybe people aren't worried about like, mm, I'm going to see a bunch of points and regret it right away. Yeah. That's and a good idea. You, you know, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be healthy coming out of the buy presumably. And yeah, even if he does get injured in four or five weeks, right before playoffs or something, if he helps, you know, push you up where you get a better seating, you get a bye week, something like that. Um, I think a lot of times when you look back in retrospect, this is where I did with uh, like my TSA, like pre-check. I remember enough time standing in line, regular security thinking, how much would I pay right now to be in that other line, right? And you have enough of those moments where you look back and okay, would I have given my second to be the number three seed instead of the number five seed and have a different matchup in week 15? Yes, if I go back in time, I would have given that late second or what I think will be a late second to avoid this this team right now in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think that's something uh, I know we, we've uh, tried to shoot some trades out after we've talked a couple of these Wednesday nights. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if either one of us can, can make something happen there in a the league. Yeah, there's um, this is definitely the time of year to start making moves because people are starting to really like get antsy um, about their teams like. Yeah, I'm I'm two and three, or I'm two and four. I guess it'd be two and four at this point, or three and three. But I'm the lowest scoring three and three team, and uh, I should just dump. But at the same time, make sure that you're not dumping just to dump, because like if you're the one trading away players, don't give stuff away just to get points off your team before you check to see like how your league uh, gives out draft picks Mm -hmm. so like if you're if it's based on record you don't necessarily have to dump every player off your roster if it's uh max points or potential points um you know see how many teams are already tanking and if you could even catch up if you get rid of these players because if you can't why sell at a discount and and i think that that's we've seen we saw a lot last year um where people were tanking for uh uh bijan and like, I mean, destroy their team. Like, yeah. okay, now you have Bijan or, um, you know, but wh- where not, where do you go now? Right. And Bijan's not, um, you know, he's not Raheem Mostert this year. So like, um, he's not helping you it's win right. games, you know what I mean? To that level. And, um, so like, just kind of don't destroy your team just to get Caleb, um, just because, you might be just as happy getting Drake May yep. at 103 or 102. Um, yep. 
or Harrison at yep. the, the other one, or Brock Bowers um, if you're in tight end premium or a two tight end league. Like those are all top of the line elite, you know, draft picks. So don't get too crazy. Like I'm not gonna feel bad if I end up with 103 in some leagues no. that I'm dumping. You know, like no. Okay, cool. Whoever those three guys falls to me, I'll take. And do we really know Caleb Williams is going to be the be all end all? Like, I mean, we don't know. Um, I mean, it looks like it. He looks fantastic, mm-hmm. but um, wasn't that Trevor Lawrence? Exactly. And um, you know, people were Bryce Young. Like, but like he's another one. Like. At, he was the guy that people were talking about since his freshman year. Like, oh my God, when he comes out, when he comes out. And then, you know, he's just another rookie quarterback at this point. You know, it's like, just got to be careful when you're too aggressive dumping. And I, I get it. Like, and there's people who decided they were going to dump in the preseason. So, like, yeah. you're already six weeks behind these people. So, like, you may never even have a chance to get there. So, just be careful before you just say, Oh, I'm I'm not gonna make it. I'm just gonna destroy my team. And I've seen that happen in so many leagues where I'm like, you're never getting a top three pick because there's already three teams that have been yeah. tanking for so long. So it's yeah. just something like that said, people need uh, to pay attention to. Yeah, and being careful for yeah, somebody may throw three seconds at you for something, but uh, you know, what's the value of those three seconds? How good do you feel about your process knowing that the average hit rate is so low, right? Which again, if you're in a place where, it, you know, maybe you took over an orphan or a dispersal that just didn't work out well, then great. You want all the dart throws you can get. Uh, but yeah, take it, take a moment, think about it. Uh, we've got a couple questions coming in here. Uh, we'll, we'll put this one up here. Speaking of, we mentioned Christian Watson a little bit earlier. Uh, Chumfy Donk, good to see you, man. Who are you flexing, Christian Watson or Calvin Ridley? And do you think Devontae Adams is going to come back and be a stud? Uh, why don't you answer both parts on your end there, Bill, and then uh, we'll see if we agree. Uh, who's Green Bay play? Um, I'm going uh, Calvin Ridley. I just trust the quarterback, and um, so I would probably start him. He's a little bit – he's still getting targets for the most part, so um, I'm starting Ridley. And, yes, I think Devontae is going to be a stud. Like he's, he okay. is a stud and he's always going to be a stud until he decides to not be a stud. Like he's, as long as he's healthy. I mean, the problem is he's going to have, um, Aiden O'Connell, um, throwing to him or, uh, Brian Hoyer, uh, go green. Um, but like, yeah. he's still Devonte Adams. Like he's done it with bad quarterbacks before. I think when he was with Aiden O'Connell, he still ended up with a pretty good stat line. Yeah. Um, so yeah. He's just QB proof. If there's a wide receiver, I mean, there's probably what five to seven wide receivers that are uh, QB proof, and he's at the top. He's got to be you know, top of that list. Yeah. Top two. That's just proven it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you're thinking like Justin Jefferson and um, Jamar Chase, they've had quality quarterbacks at, for the entirety of the beginning of their career here. So, um, yeah, I, I see uh, Puffcastic put in here. I just saw, yeah, Green Bay plays Denver. Who has oh. been an absolute sieve? <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, the Jaguars play New Orleans, who's uh, you know not a, a walk in the park. So I and coming on yeah, a Thursday night slow. with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, with Trevor Lawrence possibly a little bit uh, hobbled there. I 
This one, yeah, I, that, I probably that mean Christian out Watson. Of it. I think I, um, with a week to prepare for Denver, because uh, they were just on by. Um, yeah, I don't know. I still, I think I still go Calvin Ridley. I mean, like the uh, New Orleans Saints, I think Carr threw 50 times last week. So, I mean, it's he not did. like there's, they're having a ton of plays too. So, and then they smoked, you know, 34 to nothing against New, New England, I think it was. So, like, I feel like that's not as bad. Like, the defense is good, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I still go Ridley because I think Watson has more people. He's just so boomer bust. And um, there are still good corners on uh, Denver. Like, I, I think yeah, that's – right? Yeah, and, I mean, you got to think he's going to be put on um, on Watson, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know enough about their defensive scheme if they like split the field or if they match up with best player, you know, those types of things. Yeah, but um, their defense is a hunk of shit. But they looked okay against uh, can't, the Chiefs. Like they didn't look, yeah, horrible. Like, yeah, um, that's tough. So maybe they're cleaning you got a stuff split decision. up. <laughs> got a split decision there, and yes, just, I agree with Bill. Just blame yeah. me uh, either way. <laughs> I do agree. Yeah. Devonte Adams. I, I don't know that we have a better um, current wide receiver one that is as quarterback proof as um, he is, you know, you'd have to go back probably to Deandre Hopkins in his prime when we saw him go through his cycle of QBs in Houston and afterwards. But uh, yeah, I think Adams is just going to be, as long as he is 75% healthier, better, he's just going to demand so much of the targets and he is so wily as a veteran at this point that, uh, yeah, I think he'll he'll catch whatever's near him and he'll find a way to get open. So I wouldn't have any concerns there. And Puff Pass Kick is uh, agreeing with you, Bill. So uh, I'm out. Num- I'm still outnumbered. Josh isn't here, and I'm still outnumbered. <laughs> um, I um, I have a question for you. I had a trade offer today. Um, it's in a start two tight end league. Um. And uh, a guy is Dalton Schultz interest you. He's scored a lot the last three weeks, but he's also scored a touchdown all three weeks. And like they're like, he wants uh, either Charbonnet or, or Kendra Miller. Um, and I mean, it's start too tight end. Um, I don't have, I have Logan Thomas, Ertz and Musgrave at this point. Like those are my three top tight ends, I guess. Um, so I don't have studs by any means, but, um, and who's your tight end one, my tight end one. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Ertz, Ertz, <laughs> Logan Thomas or Musgrave. Um, so like I am a, yeah. I am a playoff team. Um, like I'm just worried that, you know, the reason that Schultz has been targeted more recently is because tank Dell's out. And, you know, maybe, maybe they started focusing more on the, you know, Mm -hmm. the middle of the field. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, um, well, they certainly don't have, uh, uh, yeah, I, he's seeing, uh, some, some fair targets the last two weeks. I mean, out of these first six weeks, he's averaging like four and a half, five targets a game, which isn't terrible if you're in a. Is there a premium as well, or is it just you have to start two? So it's okay. 
Um, so, I mean, I feel like his floor is relatively safe. Um, yeah, the touchdowns definitely skew the the scoring, but the first three weeks with no no touchdowns, yeah, I mean, his best week was week two, seven targets, four catches. Um, so I, I don't know uh, what, what your thought – I know you're typically pretty uh, – pretty laissez on uh running back so i mean if you have somebody that you don't mind uh well to give i up. mean my, i'm pretty light at running back so i always i'm hesitant <laughs> to get rid of them um because like i have charbonnet kendra camara um uh, i think moster maybe or maybe i traded moster away i don't know um uh, okay. Oh, Bijan. I traded for Bijan in that one. So I do have Bijan. Yeah. And uh, so Bijan and Kamara are my starters. And then Foreman, Charbonnet, and Kendra are my only other three running backs. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think between those, um, I, I probably would prefer to give up Kendra versus Charbonnet um, if I had to pick between the two. Um, and yeah, and start two, the three that you've got now, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you end up getting into a weird like matchup and you start picking, you know, the wrong one of the. Well, and that's my concern, right? Because is he is he that much of an upgrade over the other three guys? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I don't expect Ertz to keep getting the the volume he's gotten. Um, so I expect him to kind of tail off. I would imagine, especially with McBride there, and um, yeah, the team's yeah. not in. I mean, maybe they trade him. Um, I don't know, but um, I mean, you've got viable starters each week. I think. I mean, Logan Thomas, his health is the biggest concern, right? Um, honestly, this week, this past week was an anomaly. Typically, when he's been healthy and playing, he's he scored well. So, I mean, he's probably as long as he's healthy, I would consider him your tight end one, and then you rotate between Ertz and uh, I already Musgrave. forgot who your third Musgrave, yeah. I mean, you have Musgrave, who's young, so we can see if he comes on at all. That'll be hit or miss. Um, so you're kind of playing matchups between him and Ertz. I, honestly, it's, yeah, probably the old guys to start. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, until until uh, until Logan Thomas gets injured. Just stay as is and just see what happens. I can always I probably think, revisit this later, so. Yeah, I mean, what, what, would, what would Schultz have to do in the next four weeks to – make his cost of acquisition considerably more. He would have to do what he's done the last three weeks. Right. He'd have to score touchdowns for the next five weeks and have probably four or five catches every single week on average. And then you're starting yeah. to talk about, you know, a, a noticeable pattern here, which again, I and mean, we've talked a lot about Stroud and we, we like Stroud as a quarterback. So getting a piece of that offense, I don't think is a bad idea. Um, but like you said earlier, I don't know that it's a, a meaningful difference over what you've already got. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. That's kind of why I was like, I actually declined it, um, uh, before we spoke, but I was, uh, considering maybe. <laughs> re, back. Uh, yeah. Um, I did make a big move this week. Um, I, I think it was this week I traded for chase. Um, Oh, um, in one league, it was a startup this off season and everybody wanted to move up. So I kept moving back and I ended up getting a lot of, uh, first, I had six first rounders, um, after the startup. And, um, so I'm kind of sitting there looking at my team and I actually really like my team. Um, but like, I don't want to have to have six players 
added to my roster because I don't even see six cuts on my on my team. So uh, okay. I figured I would get aggressive for a guy. So I offered uh, a mid, and it look it looks like it to be a mid, and then two like you know in the eight to ten range at this point, um, and then uh, I think he countered for one of my earlier um, first, and then I took that first out, you know changing some of the first and then I offered a yep. late second. So I ended up giving up a mid first two late later first and a late second for uh, uh chase. So uh, that was fun. So I, right now I have the two, wow. the three and the five, um, the one Oh two, one Oh three and one Oh five. Um, yeah. Left. Heck yeah. That's amazing. So. And then you added chase to what is typically a pretty deep wide receiver group that you've got, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I have zero running backs. Uh, that's the, actually the team where I'm starting uh, uh, Reynolds and uh, Gainwell. <laughs> so, uh, Very nice. yeah, yeah, so uh, we'll see. Um, that was a fun trade, and uh, he he was getting nervous about his team because uh, he has zero, like his draft just didn't fall the way he hoped. So mm. he's like, I just need pieces, you know, got to break yeah. it up and get as many uh, yeah. lottery tickets as possible. Yeah. I mean, three firsts for, for chase uh, is, is a solid return. You know, I've only got him on a couple of teams, but if that was presented to me, uh, I would definitely have to, to think about that before uh, clicking accept or decline. Um, well, and he was, he and I are battling for the one Oh one and one Oh two. And so this like basically cements him getting the one Oh one. Um, so okay, um, I kind of yeah. conceded the 101 by making this trade. Um, sure. So I, there was a little bit of nuance to that as well. Um, so yeah. No, I, I love that move. I think that's uh, again just another way to get creative. And when you're talking to to potential trade partners, right? Um, I, I think most of us have gotten past this whole place of like, let me convince you why it's good for you, but. Uh, in, in being full of shit about it. But I think that's another thing to think about when, uh, whether you're getting ready to make the move. Uh, I don't think I think about that enough. Like when I'm looking at, especially like my seconds, right? Like uh, I think people that have listened to us long enough know that I, I value picks pretty highly. I enjoy having, that's an enjoyment part of me. Plus I, you know, I, I like to think that there's a, a good chance that, you know, I'm going to win the lottery every year. Right. So sure, that's, uh, that's part of the entertainment of this, right? Yeah. So, uh, but that is one of those things that, you know, you've always got to consider, okay, if I'm getting this person second and I'm giving up this player, you've got to be able to do some mental math there on, okay, where do I see this moving that second? So even though it might look like a mid second now because they're three and three, but they're the second or third highest scoring team and they've just been hitting the gauntlet of, of high scoring teams, you know, you've got to be prepared that that second that they just gave you for, you know, Nico Collins at this point, plus whatever, uh, is now going to be, you know, the 210 probably instead of the 206. Right. Uh, and vice versa, right? So um, just some things to keep in mind as you're you're looking at the trade options and you're sending things out or you're evaluating, you know, the the calculator. It's telling you what it, what it sees today. It's not forecasting based on the changes that are potentially going to come because every, every move that you make has a, a ripple effect down the road here of what the scores will look like, what the standings will look like. So uh, keep those kind of things in mind. But... But yeah, um, it's crazy. We, we've been at this for an hour here, Bill. I know every time you and I get on here, we wonder if we'll we'll be able to fill the time to to make our to make our show. And lo and behold, here we are. Appreciate 
a couple of folks coming in the chat and asking some questions. And uh, in case you were curious, you know, puff pass kick here, being diplomatic and leaning my way uh, on this one here, as far as your tight end trade for Schultz there. Uh, yes, I think that's for all of us that are uh, pessimists at times, that's what we think, right? You trade for one person, the other guy, in this case, Bobby Trees will become the wide receiver, one on the Texans. Uh, I hope not because I have Nico a few places, but um, yeah. He seems we'll see. to be undervalued a little bit. Um, like you could still, like, I, I feel like he's going to be the guy there for a while. So, like, I feel like he's somebody that I might try to go at. I have zero Nico Collins. And yeah. it's, I feel like I need to go. It might be too late, honestly. But It may be. I, but uh, versus what he's actually doing, it still might be worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like the value hasn't caught up to his performance yet. Yeah. Down week last week compared to what we saw in the first few weeks and then a bye week again this week. So another guy that, you know, you might be able to, to snag from somebody um, especially if, you know, especially if it's contender that maybe thinks they're deeper than they really are at wide receiver or something, you can give them somebody that actually is going to play this week uh, and swap them out. So uh, I think there's some good moves to be made there. But uh, anything else that's uh, on your on your mind before we close out? Any last words of wisdom for the, uh, the good people of our timeline listeners? Um, no, I don't. I'm done. I... Uh... I don't have any, uh, I, honestly, it's now's the time to, I guess, to get active, <clears throat> you know, kind of, if you have an extra 15 minutes or something, go look at one of your leagues and kind of, you know, to evaluate your team versus the rest of the league. Um, try to make some moves, uh, to help your, you reach your goal, whatever that is. And, um, you know, just spend a little bit of time. These are the weeks that really, getting a good feel for where you are in your league is going to pay off later on. So um, I think that's probably the best thing I can suggest. And, um, you know, if you have 10 teams, maybe each day you, you spend 15 minutes on two teams or something like that, you know, and uh, obviously the teams at the top and the bottom are probably the most likely um, unless you are willing to trade um, unless there's a, uh, you know, a team that just announced that they're ready to start tanking. So. Love that. Love that. Well, awesome, Bill. It's good to, to hear a little bit of what you've got going on over there. Thanks for giving some thoughts on uh, my, my Anthony Richardson dilemma at this point and uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you guys in a couple of weeks. I think next week it'll be uh, Josh and Bill. I've got uh, some family things going on. So uh we will see you when we see you. By all means, hit us up on, on Twitter um, at Fancy Timeline, as well as uh, you've got both of us here and Josh. Uh, I know he does a lot of start-sit questions on uh, Sunday mornings, so uh, feel free to reach out to him at Real Fantasy TL. Um, but with that, I think we are out of here. Late. Late.